Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588. I say again, if you're local, if you'd like to call in and join our discussion today, you have a prayer request, you have a comment, praise report, we'd love to hear from you locally. Please dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, call in if you're outside the Las Vegas area to speak with us. The toll-free number is 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, and we're also being broadcasted on KKVV's radio station, which is 1060 AM and simultaneously 101.5 FM. Again, the website address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. Wave to him, Brother Vernon, and I will introduce uh, Brother Vernon very soon. Again, uh, we are also being, uh, what is it? Streamed live live. over the internet, right? Live Uh, streaming. Yeah, live streaming. That would be uh, video and audio from Las uh, Vegas uh, in reference to our website, which is Save the Lost at All Costs. Uh, Inc. That would be www.savethelostlv.org. Again, that uh, web address, if you've missed any of our previous broadcasts, would be www.savethelostlv.org. We encourage you to visit the website. We have a lot of wonderful resources there that are mostly 99% free, uh, education, prayer, uh, Bible study tools, uh, health and wellness. It's just a wealth of information, local resources. So please visit our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. I have with me today my wonderful friend and brother in Christ. That would be Brother Vernon Davis. And how are you, Brother Vernon? I'm doing great. And I'd just like to take a moment to uh, shout out to my new church that I've joined, Bread of Heaven Christian Ministry. Uh, Hi, uh, Pastor Richard Powell and First Lady Tanya Powell. Hope you're listening. And uh, they have a show here right at KKVV as well on Saturday at 1232. And what's the name of the program? Bread of Heaven Christian Ministry. Amen. Well, praise God. So we appreciate uh, fellow servants of the Lord, and we appreciate those that really are doing God's work as a mission. This radio ministry is a mission. Amen. So we appreciate the missionaries. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. I'm going to ask you, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm wonderful. You know, I'm alive, Vernon. 
So uh, that's a great thing. God woke me up and he didn't have to do it. So I'm excited. There's nothing that could be wrong. Everything is right. I'm alive. And God is still on the throne. The last time Amen. I checked and uh, I just checked. So, yes, he's still on the throne. Amen. So I, I'm blessed. I have no complaints, Vernon. I am confident that God is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do. So for me to be alive, I am still a part of his purpose and his plan. So I'm excited. And I just like to say, thank you, Jesus. I really appreciate Amen. it because he didn't have to do it, man of God. Amen. So, Amen. and how are you doing, man of God? Um, like I said, I had, we had a great service at the church. I recently joined and it was amazing. I'm more, uh, in awe, um, of Jesus. You know, there was um, uh, what they call, I guess, a prayer anointing that they were praying over everyone. Amen. And I'll share this on the air. And I was not trying to argue with God, but I felt his hands pushing me down. Praise God. You know, that was just amazing. And I'm so, why are you doing this, God? I talk to you every day. Why are you pushing me down until I sat in the seat? And that was just I know he's always been there, but to actually feel that come on my spirit Amen. was scary but joyful at the same time. Amen. It's, and, and I apologize, God, for trying to say don't do that <laughs> while I was there because I was saying, oh, but I'm glad. Amen. I am more... It's like it opened up another layer of whatever's been trying to separate me from God. Well, amen. Because I seek him daily. Well, praise God. Well, that's just a natural physical response. Amen. And see, the thing is, is that once your physicality got out of the way, the true essence of you is spiritual. And then you were able to meet your creator. Amen. Amen. So that's a normal response, Vernon. So I don't want you to think that it's strange. The thing is you recognized it. You put everything under submission and you made sure I, that you were as one to receive who your and creator. I did tell him, okay, God. Amen. So Amen. That, we, we have those moments yes. and, and we have to process information as we receive it. But you knew it was from a divine nature. Oh, yes. Matter of fact, it was from the divine oh, one. Yes. Amen. Amen. Oh yes. So there it is, Vernon. <laughs> so that is, is a beautiful thing that's called discernment amen and i'm blessed to know that you have that gift and i appreciate your testimony and i appreciate you. you sharing thank you so the topic for today is seven questions that's what we're going to be talking about, seven questions. I know you guys are like, what seven questions? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. I need you to go to Proverbs 30, and we're going to get to it. Right, Brother Vernon? Right away. So Brother Vernon and I have studied Proverbs 30. Uh, I have a beautiful thing that comes to me on my cell phone, and it's uh, spiritual messages in the form of Scripture. So I got this one, and it talked about Proverbs 30. I tell you, it was revelatory, and it just compelled me. As you said, as God moved, and you knew he was moving, I knew God was speaking directly to me about this. He speaks to me, but sometimes there's a force behind it. You know what I mean? It's Amen. just like, this just me receiving this message and nothing else. I don't care what I'm doing or whatever. It's like right now. So it really spoke to my spirit, and um, I was obedient brother and I started uh, studying more and then I even uh, said you know I have to get brother Vernon involved and reached out to you and I said what did I tell you to do brother Vernon read and study Proverbs 30 amen because amen. that's what we're going to be discussing on Sunday correct amen and when I picked you up what did what did I ask you 
I said, yes, I did, and I also read it at least once a month because I read Proverbs with the corresponding day of the month. Amen. So, so, so we're ready, right, Vernon? We're, we're ready. Okay. Again, the topic is seven questions. So, Vernon, we're going to get into uh, Proverbs 30. And, Vernon, I'm going to try, God willing, and the creek don't rise, that we get to the first 16, and then uh, next Sunday we will follow up because mm-hmm. it's actually 33, if I'm not mistaken, in this particular uh, proverb, 33 verses. So mm-hmm. I want to try to uh, make sure that that happens. And I'm right. See, we study, Vernon. That's how mm-hmm. I knew that. Amen? So, Vernon, I'm ready when you are, and you have the New King James Version, correct? That's correct. And uh, if you would begin, uh, let's read through the whole proverb and then we're going to start going verse by verse okay again our topic for today is seven questions and we're looking at proverbs 30 and we're going to read proverbs 30 1 through 33 and then we're going to start breaking them down and we hope to get through the first 16 and then the following sunday finish the rest amen amen Amen. all right all right Uh, proverbs 30 verse 1 from the new king james version the words of Agur, the son of Jacob, is utterance this man declared to Ithio, to Ithio and Ucal. Verse 2, surely I am more stupid than any man and do not have the understanding of a man. Verse 3, I neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the Holy One. Verse 4, who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all of the ends of the earth? What is his name, and what is his son's name, if you know? Verse 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Verse 6, do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Verse 7, two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Verse 8, remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. Verse 9, lest I be full and deny you, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, and profane the name of my God. Verse 10, do not malign a servant to his master, lest he curse you, and you be found guilty. Verse 11, there is a generation that curses its father, and does not bless its mother. Verse 12, there is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet it is not washed from its filthiness. Verse 13, there is a generation... Oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. Verse 14, there is a generation whose teeth are like swords, and whose fangs are like knives, to devour the poor from off the earth, and the needy from among men. Verse 15, the leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied, four never say enough. Verse 16, the grave, the barren womb, The earth that is not satisfied with water, and the fire never says enough. Verse 17. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out, and the young eagles will eat it. Verse 18. There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four which I do not understand. Verse 19. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a virgin. Verse 20, this is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. Verse 21, for three things the earth is perturbed. Yes, for four it cannot bear up. Verse 22, for a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is 
filled with food. Verse 23, a hateful woman when she is married and a maidservant who succeeds her mistress. Verse 24, there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. Verse 25, the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. Verse 26, the rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. Verse 27, the locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. Verse 28, the spider skillfully grabs with his hands, and it is in king's palaces. Verse 29, there are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four which are stately in walk. Verse 30, a lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. Verse 31, a greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. Verse 32, if you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. Verse 33, for as the churning of milk produces butter and wringing the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. Wow. Vernon, that is so right on time in a season called now that we're living in. It just spoke volumes to my spirit when I actually read it verse by verse. It's just riveting. Now, the verse that I told you was sent to me on my phone would be verse 14. So let's look at verse 14. Verse 14. There's a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. And I think we're experiencing that now a lot. Yeah, I immediately thought of a few people. So I was like, wow, we have really, really have got to go deep into Proverbs 30. It is a great lamppost at this particular time. It's a great way to live your life. It has a lot of, lot of cautions in there. A lot of wisdom. Amen. Amen. Fear and reference of the Lord. And the fear and reference of the Lord is to have wisdom, is to know him. Amen. Amen. So I just thought it was just so awesome. Now, we will go back to verse 1. And then we will start uh, addressing the seven questions. Amen. So verse 1. Would you like to read that again, please, man of God? Verse 1, the words of Agur, the son of Jacob, his utterance, utterance, this man declared to Ithio, to Ithio and Ucal. Okay. Now, this is considered a prophecy, this particular proverb. Now, Agur, or Agor, means collector. He was uh, living at the time of Solomon. So he's one of Solomon's contemporaries he is a collector of wise sayings he may not have had written any as we know Solomon had written them but he is a collector and he helps because we are collectors as well men and women of God who do God's work we study those who have come before us Amen? amen and subsequently we are inspired And we write things and we help with teaching. So these other two names that were mentioned were thought to be his pupils. Okay. Now, we know that Agur or Agar means collector. Now, when we look at his last name, Jacket, it means obedient. And Ben is son. Mm -hmm. 
So can you imagine? He's the collector, he's the son, and he's obedient. What a name to have. So he is assisting, and with these Proverbs, uh, in reference to 30 and 31. And then we look at his pupils, if you will. And Ithel means God with me. And then Yukau means the mighty one. So now we have established who Agar is, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What his name means, and the utterance is the prophecy that he's speaking, and to whom he's speaking it to, right? Right. We have established that. So let's go to verse 2. Verse 2, Surely I am more stupid than any man, and do not have the understanding of a man. So he is humbling himself right now. A lot of men who are in his position, who are actually teaching, want to be puffed up but he humbles himself and admits that he's not a smart person to the point where he has divine knowledge he is one that ascertains divine knowledge so he would not be a plagiarist (laughs) he wants to give credit where credit is due and for those of you who are not familiar with the word uh, plagiarist Brother Vernon, can you explain to our listening audience what I mean when I say a plagiarist, what a plagiarist is, especially being a writer and a published writer such as yourself? That is really, really an abomination. Would we agree? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's basically taking someone else's writings or words that may have been published or or even not and crediting them, saying that you created it or giving yourself the credit for it. Saying that you are the author. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So some people want to take God's words and twist them. Right. And say that they are the ones that have this divine knowledge. Right. Right. Well, he wants to establish up front. He's nothing like that. Amen. He truly humbles himself. And he is the one that's instructing these two men and assisting Solomon. But yet he wants to totally humble himself to the point where he even calls himself stupid. Now, he's in God's word. Mm -hmm. That's just how sure he wants to be that no one gives him credit. Can you imagine that, Vernon? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. It's riveting. So let's go on to verse 3. Verse 3 says, I'm neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the Holy One. Well, what he's here to say is the same, is that... He is making a disclaimer. There's only one wise one. Jesus and he, Christ. And yes, and he wants to give it to the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to give it to the triune. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Not him. He wants never to draw attention to himself. You know, the Apostle Paul was adamant about that. That you follow Christ. Don't follow me. Don't follow Apollos. Don't follow anybody. Follow Christ. And, you know, we see this. This is a precursor to this. Who we should be following. Why we should humble ourselves. Why we should elevate and project the word of God. Always, Vernon. Always. Always refer to it. And don't be lazy. 
Speak it verbatim. Thus saith the Lord, because somebody's life could be dependent upon it. Amen. Amen. Again, we're talking about seven questions today, and we're going to get to it. We're very close, <laughs> Vernon. We're very close. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you. All righty. As you said it, Vernon. Okay. Verse four. Do you want me to read through it or just stop at each question? I want you to read uh, all of verse 4, if you okay. would, man of God, and then we're going to break it down to the 7. Cause, okay. uh, then we'll talk about the conversation that you and I had about the 7, right? Okay. Amen. Verse 4, who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all of the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if you know? All right. So you and I were talking in route here. And you remember the question you asked me when I told you about what we were going to focus on today and that we had read the whole Proverbs in its entirety and studied it. And there was one thing we were going to work on today. It was, was it seven questions? And right. I said it looked like it was five. Or, right. And, and you had me read them. Right. And, when it got to that point, it was the last two uh, parts of the verse. Uh, there's the other two questions, which is, what is his son's name? And if you know, or as you put it, if, or do you understand? I think you I, I said, that. I said, do you see it? And you mm -hmm. said, oh, yeah, I see it now. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, that's a beautiful thing. It's like, Vernon, the wonderful thing about studying God's word and working together. It's about getting an understanding. Amen. So I appreciate the fellowship, man of God. I appreciate the discipleship. I appreciate the opportunity that we can see God collectively and individually and have the Holy Spirit conduct the class. Amen. 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 I want to always get an understanding. Even if I think I understand, I'm still going to always want to have that the, um, we, humbleness to be always have that childlike faith as we discussed in church today to be open to understanding i don't want to ever think oh i got this never because i don't you know i want to make sure that it, it's god and and uh, speaking through me or, or opening up my heart for that th then you would be welcoming bondage what <laughs> You would be in bondage when you think you got it all. Oh, I know that. <laughs> so, That's why so, I don't want to be like that. So what you're exercising is truly faith. Yeah. You, now, even if I think I know, I think I know. I'm. Wait a minute. No, I don't know. Not no. because it's impossible. I to defer. Please. I defer to you because I'm not, I'm not going to start interpreting and analyzing and then Vernon gets in a way no way well we're we're going to defer to the Holy Spirit I think that's better that, that's what we're going to defer to you and I are going to have a a real in, intense conversation amen. about the Lord Jesus Christ amen. amen always and we always invite the Holy Spirit always. in amen always never do we put do not enter we are nothing without him we do not exist without him. Amen. Amen. So we cannot profess our love and our obedience and our desire to learn and to go to the next level in Christ when we say, well, we don't want you right now. Or we don't want you, Holy Spirit. Or we don't want you, God. That That is hypocrisy, man of God. So it's always a blessing to have this opportunity. Amen. And I want our listeners to know that how we get to where we're going because we want to be on one accord. 
Uh, you know, uh, we we can't walk together unless we're in agreement. I believe it's Amos three three. You know what I mean? Uh, paraphrasing it, we have to be in agreement if we're going to walk together. How how can we walk together and not be in agreement? So let's uh, look at the first question now. For all those who consider themselves atheists and agnostic, um, you know, well, I uh, have my doubts. You know, atheists doesn't believe God exists. Why? Because they say so. <laughs> and an agnostic will say, well, they believe in a higher power. They just don't know if it's God or not. So just because they have doubts or other confu- or confusion does not mean that God doesn't exist. So these seven questions is what I would uh, encourage our listeners to ask these atheists, to ask these agnostic, to ask these people who doubt who God is and that he exists. Amen. Amen. That, to answer them. So let's look at the first question. Of the seven. We're talking about seven questions today. So we're in Proverbs 30, verse 4, and we're looking at the A part. Would that be correct, man of God? Absolutely. All right, so let's get to it. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? So let's go to John 3.13. We're going to go to the Gospel of John, and we're going to look at 3.13. So that would be the first one that I would ask of the atheist or the agnostic are those who are not quite sure. So, are you at John 3:13? Yes. Okay, so Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and Nicodemus at that particular time was the most learned man, and he was in charge of the synagogue. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh at the time that uh Jesus was in full swing of his ministry. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we are in John. The gospel of John. We're in chapter 3. We're in verse 13. And we know who Jesus is talking to. Okay. So. It's in red letter. Because you have the New King James Version. And so do I. So what does uh, verse 13 say? John 3 verse 13. Verse 13. No one has ascended to heaven. But he who came down from heaven. That is the son of man who is in heaven need you to read it again please verse 13 that's chapter 3 john chapter 3 verse 13 no one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven stop right there no one that means no living person has what ascended to heaven but he now jesus is God wrapped in flesh. Amen. Amen. He existed and has always existed. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So he has always existed. Amen. He was there in creation. He was there in the beginning. Because it said, let us make man in our image. Amen. Amen. So that would be God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So that's who we're talking about. When you see the capital H, it means he. It says, but he. But when Jesus was born of Mary, the virgin birth, amen? Amen. It was God wrapped in flesh. It's the hypostatic union that we were taught. Mm-hmm. Man and God, it's, it's a mystery. But it existed. Because no one could do what Jesus could do. But God. Amen. But God. And he said he and the father. He said I and the father are what? One. One. 
So that's what he means when he says he. No one has ascended to heaven but he who came, came down, down from heaven. So the son came down, correct? Yes, he did. Okay, so it wasn't Enoch. Because Enoch was carried up. It wasn't Elijah. He was carried up in a whirlwind. So, none of them. And it said heaven. There are actually three heavens. The third heaven is the spiritual heaven. That's where God lives. If you're in an airplane, you would say that you're in the clouds, right? Mm -hmm. You're a long way from earth. Yes. So, that's a possibility where Enoch went. It's a possibility where Elijah went. You just couldn't see him anymore. Now, also, you have the firmament. What is the firmament? That's where the celestial, that's where the stars are. That's where the moon is. That's where the sun is. That's space. Those are too physical. And then you have the spiritual, where God's presence is, where God lives. Amen? Amen. So, it's a mystery, man of God. But Jesus is very clear where he came from and who he is. Because he put the but and see it said he with a capital H. He is he. Amen. So let's finish reading that in chapter uh, 3 verse 13, sir. Okay. Um, that is the son of man who is in heaven. God the father, God the son and God the Holy Spirit. He is talking about who he is and where he lives and where he came from. Who can make that statement, man Only of God? He. Only he. Only he. So now we get back to Proverbs 30 and verse 4 in the first one. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? He came down, so he descended. And then when he was resurrected... And he walked among the people. And then he said, it's time for me to do what? Ascend. But what did he say? I'm sending down a helper, a comforter, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, which in, resides in us as we speak right now. Yes. Amen? Amen. And Jesus is what? He's coming back. Because he said he was. So I, I, I'd love for, like I said, an, an atheist or an agnostic or one who wants to doubt the authenticity or the divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'd love for them to answer that question. Agar is still waiting for them to answer the question. Amen? That's Amen. why he posed the question. Amen. Amen? So that's the one of the seven. So let's go to the B part. What does it say? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Well, we know who speaks to the wind. Jesus. He rebukes the wind. And the wind does what? Obey. Obey. Now, I think they call Satan the prince of the air. So, Jesus rebukes the wind. What's more compatible to the wind? And rebukes it. And what does it do? Obey. So the prince of the air gets rebuked. And what does he have to do? Obey. Obey. Amen. Amen. 
Who can do that? Well, I know. <laughs> and you know, too. A- amen. So I'm just saying, do you see how riveting this is? Uh, let's go to Romans 10, verse 6. And let's see what the word of God says. Are you getting excited, Brother Verna? I've already been excited. I know the answer to all seven. Amen. You don't have to convince me. I've been convinced. All right. But uh, it's nice to have spiritual review. Yes. Always. Amen. My favorite word, always. Praise God. I receive it. And I'm glad that you like that. If not, I lay hands on you. I get you in that place. (laughs) Okay. Pray for you to come quickly. Amen. (laughs) And to this place. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Okay. So we are in. 10, 6, you said? Romans chapter 10, verse 6. And what does the word of God say? Romans chapter 10, verse 6 out of New King James Version. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Amen. Okay. So the Apostle Paul is right there with it. You know, because you know we want to show harmony in reference to what we see uh, in the uh, Word of God. That this is something that is constantly being taught, being manifested, and still relevant as we speak in a season called now. And it's important that we understand that and that you are confident in what you know. But when you are teaching someone, when you are prophesying, speaking the word of God, Amen. we need to make sure that they have that confidence as well. So that's why we are addressing these seven questions. Amen? Amen. All right. So uh, we still have a, another part, but we are going to take a call right now. So Vernon, you want to push down the button right there? You got it. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Minister Nina, how you doing? I'm wonderful. You sound wonderful, Pastor Terry, and how are you, man of God? Well, I'm doing better, doing better. It's a slow process, but I'm getting I'm getting back. Yeah. Um, hello to Vernon. How you Brother doing? Vernon. Hi, Pastor T. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear that you are uh, back in worship. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, you know, this morning I, I got up and I made a couple of services at different places. Okay. Um, and, I, you know, kind of was wore out after the second one. And uh, I just wanted to encourage you, Nina, to keep going after it. Amen. You know, I mean, you, you just threw some great theology into the message today on the topic you know, by uh, sharing some apologetics with the people that are listening. You know, it's nothing like being able to stand up for what you believe and then back it up with with the thing that has the most depth and weight, and that's God's Word. Amen. There's a lot of believers who have not taken the time to become familiar enough with Scripture that when they are approached— by people from movements that are basically a lie. They can't defend themselves, and they can't defend the Scripture. Amen. 
But praise God that you throw in that apologetic, you know, um, message because it means a difference. It makes a difference. Amen. You know what, man of God, uh, that's confirmation because I told Vernon before we got out the vehicle to walk into uh, the studio today that it is about apologetics in a season called now. We have to be defenders of the faith. You have to know this. You have to stand on this because it is, it's a matter of life and death, especially with all the subliminal messages that are going forth. Uh, Last week we talked about uh, the closing of churches and you know we agreed that 50% of them didn't have any business to be open anyway mm-hmm. uh, you and I had a private conversation and 50% of those that are there are not even believers then you get to the the lukewarm believers that Jesus has no use for he considers them vomit and he spits them out so you're down to about 12 and a half percent but when we look at uh, the principle of tithing you know, where God says, you keep 10%, excuse me, give me 10% and you keep 90 and I could do more with the 10% than you can do with the 90. And I shared with our listeners and, you know, some know because they've been listening for a long time is that, um, you know, our uh, body closed because uh, your uh, health would not allow you to go on with the rigors of being a pastor. And that was a very hard decision because you love doing what you do. But you have equipped us, man of God, to go on and do what God has called us to do as Christ had equipped his apostles. Amen. So Amen. I Amen. want you to be encouraged that it is just what you have already done with us. And we are confident that we have a relationship with you, that you love us. Amen. We love you that if we are not doing what we're supposed to do, you don't have a problem calling in and making sure that you correct us in love. It's not a problem. A rebuke means to be corrected in love. It comes from an excellent place. It's the life and death of people. It's their spiritual destiny. So we expect it, Pastor Terry. We look forward to it, and we know that we all are on the same page about saving the loss at all costs. So I don't look at it as a slight. I look at it as someone who loves me, who cares about me, and you have to give an account to the Lord Jesus Christ why you didn't instruct your lambs like you were supposed to. And I'm not going to be in that line, Pastor. You're going to be in that line by yourself. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, I applaud you. I applaud you for that. I was trying to find a passage uh, so I could give the address um, where it is. It deals with uh, apologetics um, over in, uh, I believe it's in Second uh, Peter, but I could I could have um, my bearings a little off because you know I haven't really been spending as much time as I I used to in in the Word, but um, you know uh, I'll give you a shout out when I find that passage and okay all right um, where it's located so that you can share it with the people okay well not a problem we love you and thank you for listening and thank you for the encouragement okay God bless you all right God bless you more bye bye amen that's a blessing to uh, you know have uh, the work still go forward and have us still on the journey in different uh, degrees of 
the mission, but the mission is still the mission, man of God. Amen. Amen. So let's look at Job 38, uh, chapter one. We're going to Job 38, uh, excuse me, verse one. Forgive me. So let's look at Job. There he is. Okay. <laughs> 38, you say? Right, okay. right. Okay. So let's go and read the... Uh, <laughs> the first four verses. We're in Job 38, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. Okay, this is uh, Job 38, verse 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said... Verse 2, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Verse 3, Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Verse 4, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. See, this is important. This is God talking about apologetics. Amen? Amen. He's questioning Job. He said Job was his finest servant. There was no man like him that lived. Amen? Amen. At the time that Satan approached God and wanted to do something with Job. Mm -hmm. Because God said, have you considered my servant Job? Amen? Amen? There's none like him. He's the finest. Amen? Can you see God questioning his servant? His finest servant, there's none like him. This is apologetics 101. This is what it's about. You've got to be able to give the right answer. Now, if God is demanding this of us, we have to be prepared. This is not about having contests and Bible bowls and, and winning, you know, uh, vacation Bible study. This is life or death. This is for real. It does not get better than this, Brother Vernon. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, tell me if you have understanding. Mm -hmm. Now, five, it says, who determines its measurement? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Six, to what were its foundations fastened? Or what? Or who laid its cornerstone? Mm -hmm. Seven, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Eight, or who... Shut in the sea with the door when it burst forth and issued from the womb. Nine, when I made the clouds in its garment and the thick darkness and swaddled, swaddling band. Ten, when I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors. Eleven, when I said this far you may come, but no further. And here your proud waves must stop. I just it's, it's just riveting, man of God, just totally riveting. This is God questioning his finest servant. Do you know? We got to know. Amen. Hello, young, save the loss at all costs, and God bless you. Minister Nina, this is Pastor Terry calling back. I just wanted to give you this uh, uh, address of the passage. It's First Peter 3.16. Okay, well, let's go with you. And I just took uh, Vernon to Job uh, chapter 38, and here God questioned his finest servant. Right, right. Now, that's apologetics 101. Now, if God's questioning us that we should know, or do we know, <laughs> we got to be prepared. Yeah, Amen? Yeah, you better know. Better know. You, you better know. And so we got to give an account. So that's why we have to meditate on the word day and night. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I'll, I'll listen and 
while you expound on it. No, I'm ready for you. Let's go. We're in First Peter. We're following you, Pastor, please. Oh, I just gave you the address. I didn't have a Bible. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we're right here. Vernon, you want to read it? First Peter chapter 3. What's the verse again? He says 16. Verse 16. Mm-hmm. Okay, out of the New King James Version. Having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile in your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. 17. 17. For it is better if it is the Wait will- a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? That that was First Peter chapter three verse sixteen. Oh, I'm sorry, it's fifteen. Okay, First Peter three fifteen. Three fifteen. Okay, read one after. Okay, verse fifteen. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And then Have, then it has semicolon, right? Mm-hmm. So it's still a continuation. So go ahead and finish 16. Verse 16, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. Amen. Now, in, in 1 Peter 3.15 in the New King James, it uses the word defense. But in the King James Version, the word is answer. But uh, the uh, original language is uh, apologia is the, is the mm. word. And it's, it's where we get the word apologetics. Amen. And then, so I just wanted to share that. Well, it's, okay. it's a blessing. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. We've seen it in the Old Testament and the New. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. well thank you, Pastor, and we love you. Love you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, verse 17, it says, For it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for, for doing, doing evil. evil. Wow. Amen. So we are back to um, Proverbs 30, correct? Amen. And we were still in verse 4, mm-hmm. and uh, we have gotten down to who has established all the ends of the earth. And then the next question is, what is his name, and what is his son's name, if you know? <laughs> now, let's go to Matthew 11, verse 27. Amen? Amen. And then we're going to go uh, to uh, John and look at some things. So Matthew 11 verse 27. It's rich today, man of God. Seven questions. 11:27. Yes. Now you have the red letter edition. I sure do. This is Jesus speaking. Praise God. Matthew 11:27 on the New King James version. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Mm. How about that? Said no one knows the Father, but who? The Son. And no one knows the Son except the Father. Vernon, like he asked, if you know. Mm-hmm. At the end of Proverbs 34, he says, if you know, if you know, right? Mm-hmm. And Vernon, you said, I have the confidence. I know it's important that our listeners know so that you can stand on the word of God. You can defend you can. the faith. This is important. This is our Lord and Savior saying this. So he's telling you straight up. So nobody knows the answer. Amen. Amen. But him. 
We trust and believe in Amen. him. Amen? Amen. We follow him. Amen. Now let's go to John chapter 1 and let's look at verse 18. It's just so riveting to me. It's so exciting. So exciting, the word of God. I thank him for it. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I, I, I just can't imagine my life without it, Vernon. I really can't. We are in John chapter 1, verse 18. John chapter 1, verse 18. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. And when you look at begotten, it is the same as God. Amen. That's what it means. The exact same. It's not like a child being born. It is begotten of the same, the exact same. It is very important that we understand that. That's why God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are working as a triune. Amen. You can't interject man into that whatsoever. They Man is not of the same substance, amen? amen. Not of the same essence, amen. not of the same divinity. Amen. Only they can replicate themselves. Nothing can be replicated. They are who they are. They work in tandem. Amen. Amen. So it's very important that a man not even try to think that he is even on that level. And we saw that with the author. He said, I'm stupid. <laughs> Every opportunity he got to humble himself, he did. And this is from his students to let them know that all reference and honor is to the Holy One. Right. It's important. Make no mistake. I'm nothing. Amen. Now let's go to chapter 6, verse 46. We're still in John. John. We're going to go to chapter 6, verse 46. And what does it say? Uh, John 6, verse 46, mm -hmm. not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. So all these people said they've seen God, it's not true. Then they would be the Son. Right. And the thing about this is Jesus is talking here in the red, so he's talking about himself. Again. He, he, he's talking about himself. He's talking about himself. And his relationship with, with the father, father, right? Right? Because he and the father are one. Amen. Now let's go to John 8, verse 19. John 8, verse 19. Then they said to him, Where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. Well, did he just shut their mouths or what? Do you know that there's some people that only pray to Jesus? Everything is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I just recognize Jesus. I don't recognize God. I, I'm, yes, I know there's people that do that. I know at one time, not too long ago. It's called a oneness movement. Mm. <laughs> at one time, not too long ago, I was I knew there was Jesus Christ, but I was praying to God because 
I thought it was safer that way to be in line. I don't know why that thinking and with the world. Well, there is one God, and I would pray to that. I wanted to pray to that God, but I wouldn't really. I knew Jesus was there, but I put him on the side. I just wanted to talk to God, the God that I'm. The, this the Father, like I was splitting up everything else. But there's a there's a thing, Vernon. You recognize who the Heavenly Father is. Mm-hmm. You don't dismiss him as if he never existed. No. It's like, well, Jesus is in the New Testament, and everything is Jesus. Jesus does all the miracles, signs, and wonders. Well, what about the parting of the Red Sea? What mm-hmm. about creation? You're going to throw that out, too? There can be right. none of that without God. That's Amen? Right. So for a person to be a part of the oneness movement where everything is Jesus and you don't recognize God for anything, that is, that's an abomination. I know, I I don't even see that, but I felt bad by... When I was just praying, I just only wanted to pray to God. I, I had stopped saying in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. at the end of my prayers. Mm-hmm. And I was, I feel bad about it even to this day. I ask God to forgive me for my lack of faith in that area. And, but, I, but I don't understand how could they just pray to Jesus not realizing there was God first. That's like. It, because it's man's way right. of trying to, get to, trying to get to God. His way. So the thing is, is that they'll have to give an account for that. But I think we established very clearly in the seven questions Mm -hmm. how important the son is, right? Amen. And that the author understood how important the word is Amen. and who we need to give reference to. We didn't get very far today. The Holy Spirit <laughs> did not allow us to move off of this. As you were being pushed down, we were being held in a certain place. Right. And as he sees fit that we move, uh-huh. we will move. But we will continue our discussion in Proverbs 30. We have addressed the seven questions, I think, adequately. Amen. And so now we need to move on to the more wisdom of Proverbs 30 because we want people to get it. Amen. Amen. We appreciate you listening in. God bless you, Pastor Terry. So wonderful for the praise report. You're feeling better and doing better. Uh, We can't wait to see you in the chair, right? Amen. We love you. And remember where we say here, save Save the the loss loss at all all costs. And God bless. God bless. A humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas his very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org.
If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.